This episode of That's So Craven was recorded and live streamed for the first time ever. You can check out our video recording of this episode by searching That's So Craven on Facebook or Twitter. And make sure you never miss a live episode by following us on all social media, including our soon-to-be-launched YouTube channel. A big thanks to those who watched along live and joined in the conversation. We can't wait for That's So Craven to take the next big step forward in offering quality Fulham content around the world. I hope you enjoy the show, and come on you whites. Hello and welcome to the That's So Craven podcast, your Fulham podcast from Down Under, now live. For the first time, we are broadcasting live on Twitter and Facebook, hopefully YouTube soon as well, uh, but it's great to try something a little bit different, and today we're going to be talking about the FA Cup game against Sunderland this weekend. I'm joined, as always, by Elton. How are we? I'm great, thank you very much. And Sammy, how are you going? I'm good. I'm excited for this to go wrong or right. <laughs> Either way, some, something's going to happen for sure. So uh, looking forward to it. So look, guys, uh, last time we talked was after the Tottenham game. Felt a little bit weird coming off the back of two losses, especially after such a great season so far um, and two very close losses. This weekend's a bit of a reset. We're not in the league now. It's an FA Cup game. It does feel like because of the way we're performing in the league so far this season, this could be our chance to have a proper FA Cup run for once. Sammy, what are your thoughts on how seriously Fulham are actually going to take this FA Cup run? Well, I think I think Silva's proven that he's actually taking it quite seriously already. I mean, um, if you think back to a couple of seasons ago, or even last season when we were in the FA Cup, like I, he didn't take it half as seriously as we were taking it now he just basically put on a bunch of like developing players in and then just kind of like hope for the best just basically trying to get through it whereas like now like last game he played oh, like what five of our starting lineup like legitimately and mm. i I've, I've got no doubt that um we'll probably see like we're probably gonna see vinicius start we're probably gonna see solomon start and then bdr is probably gonna start like it's, yeah. I, th- I think I think he's. I think it's very legit. It feels that way. I don't know. Yeah. No. Uh, it was. I was personally surprised at the strength of the lineup that we put out last time in the third round. Um, especially after you know the, the seasons when we've been in the championship and all the focus is on getting promoted, or we've been in the Premier League and all the focus is on not getting relegated. This is the first time it feels like in you know five, six, seven years where we've actually put in an effort and, and taken the cup run seriously. Dad, do you think we're likely to see uh, a closer to the sort of strongest lineup than we have done in previous years? I think, once again, Silva's playing it really smart. I think he's using it as... I, don't, I, I think he's taking it seriously. And, of course, you take a cup run and it largely depends on the kind of draw you get and the luck you have along the way as to how committed you are to it. But I really feel like he's using it primarily as a way and a platform and a mechanism to give minutes to the players he wants to give minutes to. And if you believe that, you have to believe that it's Solomon's time. And, um, yeah, so I, I I think he's playing it smart. I think he's playing it really smart. 
Mm. Talking of Solomon, Sam, I, I know you haven't really had much of a chance to talk about Man of Solomon. What are your thoughts on how he's progressing so far? Obviously, he got a pretty bad injury at the start of the season, and we've only seen him in fits and starts. Do you think he should be back in the starting lineup, or in the starting lineup uh, rather? I think I think from everything that I've seen slash the way that it's kind of tracking, I think it's inevitable that he will reach that position. It's kind of just more of a question of like how he kind of wrangles his way in. Like, is it having like a blinder of a thirty minutes against I don't know, like against against Everton or something, or is it just like scoring two goals in an FA Cup. Like, I, I feel, I feel that, I feel that he's he's clearly exceptionally talented, and he's clearly going to make that jump because, um, uh, b- bless him, Harry Wilson's just kind of falling less and less in favor, and um, we we love we love Bobby Decker over Reed, but uh, like the the quality between them is is too vast, and I feel I feel that he, he will get there. And to be honest, if he if he starts FA Cup uh, against Sunderland, I, I I genuinely think that will probably be like enough of enough of a show for Silver to want to actually put him straight in. Yeah, I think. good call, uh, uh, Dad. Do you think uh, there's a lot being said recently about Harry Wilson? Obviously, he got an injury as well, but he hasn't shown the same performance level, I guess, that he did in the Championship. Do you think that we're likely to see Solomon take Wilson's potential place in the lineup? I know Deckard Overeed at the moment is is holding that down pretty well, but you'd, you'd expect that uh, with Wilson and Solomon both fit, they're the ones fighting out for that position, and Deckard Overeed is more of a Swiss Army knife. Do you feel like Wilson has disappointed since he's come back? Look. On on current trajectory, you're right. Those are the two players um, competing for that spot. Um, I think I think, and and this is just down to timing, um, because Harry Wilson was ready and ready to go sooner than Manor Solomon. But you have to say that Wilson has been given reasonable reasonable minutes um, to to come back and show that he fits in and can be successful and it hasn't quite worked. I feel really sorry for the guy because I'd, I'd, I'd love him to be contributing and I, I like him as a player, certainly loved what he did for us last season, but it hasn't mm. worked, has it, so far? And Manor Solomon has had less minutes. He's done more with fewer minutes. Everyone but everyone can see it. If you look at Twitter, it's alive with quiet frustration that he's 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 not getting the time and i and i again i think once again you've 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 got to back silver and his team they i think they're best placed to know the the right time to unleash solomon and uh it's always going to be dependent on a match situation we're not a team that's getting three or four goals in front where suddenly you can do what you want now and give man of solomon a half um, it's it's been every single week that he's been on the bench ready to have a run. It's been a difficult, uh, tense situation. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's just circumstances. But I think this Sunderland Sunderland this Sunderland game 
um, comes at a really perfect time for his return, mm. and it gives Silver the opportunity to to try him out, if not for a start, for a good half. And I and I really hope, like every single Fulham fan out there, I, I really hope he gets it, and I hope he's successful. And what of Wilson? Well, I'm sure we've all seen the uh, the commentary or the rumours about. Um, uh, potential Wilson going to Middlesbrough. Mm. Yeah, um, I'll just pop up. Um, I, I, I know we'll cover that. William just I know, I know, I know we'll cover that. rumours of Wilson being loaned out uh, to Borough, which does kind of make sense at the moment. Yeah, I, I, actually, it makes perfect sense. You know, and not not that I want to lose Harry Wilson, but he needs he needs time at probably less intensity, where it certainly matters less for us. And if that's if that's in a championship, with a you know with a, a side really fighting for for promotion, um, and where he can make a difference, it'll help his confidence. It could be a great thing. It could be perfect. Did we get a comment? Yeah, we did. We got a William comment. Live. Thanks, thanks, William. <laughs> Who's William? This is great. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, Sam, yeah, Sam, yeah, yeah you're, you're acting like a guy who's never had a girlfriend before. Wow. Okay. Jesus. More like somebody who's just happy to meet um, a, a loyal listener to this lovely podcast. We thank you and we appreciate. Don't listen to Elton. Elton's old. Don't listen to him. All right. All right. Thanks for thank making you, my William. editing job so much easier, Sam. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, there we go, William. Long time. This, this is what happens. You engage. You engage, <laughs> and then you get, you get the results. So, thanks guys, for calling let's have in. That's, a look. Really, that's really great. Let's uh, have a look at a potential starting lineup. This is just something that I threw together as what I'd expect to see us play. Um, a, a bit of a mix, a balance. Sorry, it's a little bit small, Sammy. Um, or you need to no, sit closer to your screen and put your glasses on. Um, a bit oh, of a balance between, uh, you know, some starting lineup players there and using some of our squad depth. So I, I went with Rodak in goal, which I think is probably going to happen until we potentially get to the latter stages of the competition. Um, at the moment, I don't think we have a right-back option, so I think Tete is going to be in there. I can see Tim Ream getting rested and Adarabayo and Diop both getting a run out, and I can see Kazawa getting a start at left-back as well. Um, mm. The, the centre midfield, the defensive midfield positions, I think one of Reed and Polina will be rested, I don't know which one. I've gone with playing Polina just to make sure we actually close out the game and Tom Kearney sitting alongside him. Um, then uh, sort of the attacking three there behind the striker, Solomon on the left, I think he has to have a start. Uh, I'm backing Dan James to get a start over Wilson on the right and Deckard over Reed maybe to sit in the middle in Pereira's position. But I wouldn't be overly surprised if Pereira did play as well. Um and then up front, uh, obviously, Mitro picked up a bit of a knock in the last game in the in the final minutes. I know he played through it, but he's definitely getting a rest this week. I can't see him getting a start. Vinicius, I think, is gagging for minutes at the moment. And he looked really lively when he came on against Tottenham as well. Yeah. Um, Dad and Sam, any sort of comments on this lineup and any thoughts? And William, feel free to chip in as well. The only um, thing that I'm... I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead, Sam. Can, uh, the only thing that I'm kind of like... Bit umming ahhing about is um, uh, BDR um, where you popped in there, but in but since seeing him there, I can't really think of who else takes that position. Like, I mean, you'd probably you'd possibly put have. Tom Kearney in that position, 
and but then you'd be playing Harrison Reed most likely, or you play Josh Onama. Yeah, I can't see it. I guess he maybe he does. To be honest, I'd almost be surprised if um, Pereira didn't start. I feel like mm-hmm. if anything, you kind of need some grounding in that front three. If um, if you were going to do it, do that front. So, uh, sorry, Sam. No, no, no takers for Chalabar to defensive midfield. I was about to swear I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, it's not out of the question. Just it out there. It's, a, it's, a, it's an obvious uh, a potential omission. Yeah, uh, we we are we're going to be yeah. talking about transfers soon as well, and I, I don't think uh, you know that part of that is the reason why I left Wilson out of this lineup and someone like Chalaber as well, because I think if you're on mm. the your way out the door, you're unlikely to get a game at this point. You're going to give your games to um, to the people who are going to be in your squad for the rest of the season and, and give time in those legs and and give them the experience and opportunity. Mm. So you're telling me something about your your views on uh, Tosin out the door now? No, Tosin's Tosin's in that team. That's yeah, Tosin's in the team. So uh, I, I think if Tosin's in the team, is he out the door? Ooh, no, Subversive. no. I think Tos. I think Tosin plays and stays. We we haven't been not that I've seen at least. We haven't been linked with any central defenders, and I I'm sure that Marco Silva's not going to be letting go of Tosin. Um, without adequate cover. Uh, Shane Duffy is not mm. adequate cover. We, we're rotating our defenders uh, in press conferences. Marco Silva is talking about how, you know, Tosin and Diop are getting rotated in and out of the team based on the tactics of the opposition and, and how they suit. So I think they both have a role to play. Uh, and so I just don't, I don't see Tosin leaving at this stage. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Okay. Do, do you think... Um, Solomon, I think we're pretty much all in agreement that Solomon gets a start. Mm. Does he I, start I, on, the, I, on the right or the left? He's been playing on the left, so I would assume he starts on the left. Yeah, I can look. I, I, I think uh, Pereira deserves a rest. He puts in a massive shift every game, and generally mm. starts running out of steam. Uh, you know, just pure energy and legs-wise. So you you put him on the bench and um, have him in your back pocket if you need it to turn the game around. So that 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 that's probably not a bad call, Jack. That lineup. The only mm. thing I'd probably change if I if like I'm thinking like Silver is I reckon Silver would take Tete out, put BDR at right back, and then put Pereira in that front three. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's yeah. possible. No, that's possible. That's that makes just more sense because we um, and is not going to play. We've seen he's been linked with Man United. I very much doubt he's going to get a run. Um, I'll just throw to William's comment here um, regarding Tosin and the conversation we were just having. I think there's a rumor Tosin was wanting out because of lack of game time. So if he gets a run here, it might keep him happy enough to stay. If that rumor is to be believed, I think that's probably true. Um, uh, and, you know, we've seen him since that rumour did pop up, and I know his, his contract was extended by a year, but since that rumour popped up, we have seen him get a bit more of a start and he's been rotated into the team a little bit more often than I sort of expected because I thought Diop and Ream were very solid as a back pairing. Um, but we have seen Tosin fairly often in the last few weeks. Wasn't, you, it, wasn't I, it a clause in his think- contract? 
Like it wasn't no. he wanted to stay on like his own accord. It was a clause that um, he, they no, there's a one year, option. one year was our option. Yeah, no, yeah. I I don't think I I, I would consider a start against Sunderland uh, throwing throwing toast on a bone. I don't think he'd rate that like a, char- a start against Chelsea. Um, no, of course it's it's I different. Think but more more to the point, Jack. I think if if we know all of the if if the rumours are a true reflection of what business we're pretend, we're we're hoping to do, we haven't heard anything about central defenders, and that mm-hmm. and I I, I I think you're right. That means Tosin stays. There's no chance that Duffy is going to be considered as a rotational option for Diop. No, no, no chance. No, not at all. So look, guys, I think we're all in agreement that this is something similar to what we'll see. I think there'll be a few changes from this, and and possibly a couple of little surprises. To, and I think that'll actually help us understand how seriously Silva's taking the competition. If he does start, for example, Pereira, and you know maybe Robinson starts as well. He did have a, a week off through suspension, so he's he's got fairly fresh legs. Um, we could see a fairly full strength side, and I don't I don't think we need, should take Sunderland for granted as well. Sunderland obviously performing really well at the championship this year. They, I think they're just outside the playoff positions or maybe snuck into those playoff positions well, they're, they're, there. No, I think they're mid-table, but I, I also read that they've actually got quite a few injuries to key players. Yeah, like okay. I think their captain's out for the season. So they're, they're not at full strength. They're definitely scrapping for a playoff. They're in, they're in the running for well, they're, it. They're, and they're, they're not having a terrible season. And they're, they're ninth yeah. currently. They're three points off third. So they're, yeah, they're definitely up and about there. You know, they're, they're a, cu- a couple of good wins away from basically cementing themselves a playoff spot. Um, they're definitely yeah. not, you know, languishing in mid-table. I know the championship is very crowded at the moment. There's uh, seven points between third and 14th. Um, but Sunderland are performing pretty well, and but I don't think we should take them for granted. Having, se- having said that, um, Sunderland scrapping for a playoff spot, Fulham comfortable in the top half of the table for the moment. If you actually compared and contrasted the two teams where they are in their respective leagues, we are probably more comfortable than they are in the championship, right? So you'd think that they'd probably be more concerned about next week and what they've got to do to actually stay competitive in the championship. Not that a cup run wouldn't be of interest, but what I'm saying is I think relatively speaking, going into this game, they can't really afford to throw the sink at it. Yeah, I I agree. I think like we were talking about before, the position that Fulham have been in the last six or seven years where we don't want to push too hard because if we do we potentially forfeit promotion to the Premier League, which is worth much more than an FA Cup run. So they're, they're probably on a similar page there. Um, so, look, guys, let's take a very quick break. And uh, when we come back, we are going to talk through some potential transfer rumours. And we're back. Transfer rumours, guys. So there's a couple floating around transfer rumour-wise. Um, these are the three that I want to focus on, though. These are all incoming transfers. We, we did mention 
uh, Wilson there and Tosin a little bit as well. I, I don't think they're going to affect the side quite as much as these incoming transfers because I think any of those outgoing are, are probably not deadwood as such, but you know people we expect aren't going to have a massive impact on the rest of the season. Um, Sam, I'll cover you first. Cedric Suarez at right back. It sounds like this loan deal is almost over the line. Um, there's a, a mm. little bit to sort out with this one, though, because obviously you're only allowed two uh, domestic loans per season. We currently have Duffy and James. The talk is that mm. Duffy's deal is going to be made permanent so that we can fit Suarez in. He's on about 65000 a week, um, and we're going to be covering yeah. all of that. How do you feel about this move, especially with Tete having such a good season, bringing in a backup right mm. back? Uh, you mean I've I've always been um, very much in the camp of healthy competition makes for a better squad. Um, I it's it, this one's a this one's actually really interesting how like the breakdown of it works because yeah it's either we um, could purchase Duffy or James if I'm correct right and then that would essentially free us up to have mm-hmm. him on loan but. In the grand scheme of things, I like I, I heard um, Cottage talk and also Fulhamish break this down pretty pretty reasonably. Like the money that we would actually save on essentially paying him those wages and then just having him to the end of the season as kind of like a means to an end actually outweighs the cost of just buying him outright or just buy like he's he's really just kind of like a, a extremely reliable placeholder and. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, I'm not necessarily not for it. He's asking a bit for his wages, but it's, yeah, yeah I think it could be a real asset to us. Like, we, I trust the cons. I really trust the cons. Never thought I'd say that over the past couple of years, but I just really trust them. Yeah, uh, and one thing as well about Suarez, he, he can cover at left back. He has done previously um, for Arsenal mm. when they had a couple of injuries. So. Um, the fact that he could potentially cover both of those positions um, for a short term, uh, I think it sort of makes sense. Dad, do you have any comments? Or if not, I'm going to jump on to Sasalukic. Yeah, um, look, I think this is pure risk management. Uh, Kenny Tete, I'm sure you guys have all seen the stats about Kenny Tete and how successful a season he's having on a pan-European mm. basis, statistic-wise. And, I mean, I think every Fulham fan knows his value and has appreciated his step up. So he's doing brilliantly, but we clearly have a big problem as a backup. And Baba has not worked. And it's kind of not frustrating, but it, it it's an unbalancing of the system when we send BDR to right back. He's doing a great job, but that's mm. not where we leverage his skills best. And so it's a problem they're trying to fix. £65,000 a week is, is, is pretty tasty insurance, backup money, but we've got to do it. We have to do it. I don't know. I'm not best placed to, to tell you whether he's the best option out there, but okay, it's only it's only half a season. Um, the Cairns will have done their, their numbers on it. Seems an expensive way to do it, but you know, with, with, with actually nothing to show for it at the end because it's he's going to drop off the end of it with no option to buy. But I I get what they're doing. It's a problem. If we lose Kenny, if you remember when Kenny Tete was injured, that was a really bad, that was a bad patch for us. We did not look half the team. Yeah. Transfer talk is always weird, isn't it? 
Transfer talk is always weird because like I just don't know these players. I just I, like I I know vaguely of them, but I I don't really know how they. Function yeah, no, neither do I. Neither do I. I don't know him well enough at all. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just looking at the problem they're trying to solve, and I get it. Because yeah, totally. If you, if you remember how vulnerable we looked and how unsettled we looked when Tete was out with an injury, mm. and he took a long time to come back. Mm, he took a he really did. long time to come back, and that was problematic. So I mm. get it. Yeah, I, I think this one makes sense in terms of strengthening the squad. I think Mbabu has failed. I think Kazawa looks okay, but he's not perfect. And so bringing in someone who can potentially cover both of those positions uh, with no option to buy, no commitment to buy as well at the end of this, it kind of makes sense. If it works out as well, he's only got a year left on his contract, so we're in a pretty good position in terms of wanting to purchase him. Um but again, I, I trust Silva, I trust the Khans. We saw with Nico Williams coming in uh, in January last mm. season as well, and we thought he was such a great player and we should definitely sign him. And we made the decision not to do so in the end. Um, and he's been pretty poor for Nottingham Forest this season. So um, you have to sort of trust trust the process and trust these guys that we've been chasing Suarez for like six weeks now, I think. Um, the rumours have been yeah. floating around. So Marco Silva obviously wants him for a reason. Um, so, look, let's move on. Sasa Lukic, um, central defensive midfielder at Torino. Really good deal at the moment. I've heard it's about €10 million, Euros, so £9 million pounds roughly. Um, one positive here that I see, and, and one reason why this is probably getting over the line a little bit more, uh, Illich is moving to Torino. That's just been confirmed, and that sort of frees up the space for Lukic to move. But the great thing is Lukic is obviously a Serbian international, plays alongside Mitro mm. for Serbia. And I reckon there's something to that and, and the reason that's possibly got over the line. Sammy, do you know much about Lukic? I don't know, but I know enough about the Serbian team to know that they're a very, very tight-knit unit. I, I'm pretty positive about that. I don't really know how, like, I haven't seen enough of, like, him playing directly with Mitrovic to kind of, like, know what their immediate dynamic is, especially in comparison to, say, like, Harrison Reed or Polina's relationship to him. I don't I don't really know what he offers, but at the at the end of the day, I think it is I mean, we've we've kind of like seen with um Paulina Pereira and Vinicius or not Paulina, um well I guess Paulina as well. The Portuguese people. Um mm-hmm. or the people who speak Portuguese. It does it does seem to they do seem to gel and I think it is like a different sense of security that you can kind of get in the side. So I, I can really only see it as positive. But yeah, again, I just don't know this guy. So I can't <laughs> I can't I can't I can't say too much more about him. But Serbia is a very, very strong international team that had um a plethora of things go wrong that led them to have like a bad World Cup, but they yeah. on paper they shouldn't have. So yeah. Uh, and Dad, I, I think we we know that Polini has obviously been an absolute beast for Fulham this season. We see Harrison Reed sitting alongside him, and in quite a much more advanced position than he's probably used to. The one thing that I know about Lukic is he he can play in that central defensive midfield role and, and do well defensively, but he's also got that ability going forward. He can score goals. He um, has a more sort of killer pass on him, and I, I think. Uh, an upgrade to someone like a Harrison Reed can only be a good thing. And for under £10 million, you've got to say that that's a good deal. I, I, I really like the look of him. I watched his show, show reel just as a refresher. Mm. And 
he is Hobier type tough. He's mm. he's he's very um, he's very he skillful. Uh, he looks he looks really good, and I think mm. he'd be perfect. I, I, I'd say I'd say he'd, he'd he'd probably push Harrison Reed out of the starting lineup. To be quite honest with you, and give us even more really? of an option. He's like a energetic Kenny. Um, oh yeah, he's. Um, and I, I could just imagine the link up between Polina, Lukic, and Pereira. Mm. That could be incredibly exciting. And Mitro is one hundred percent the deal maker here. Mm. Oh yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. There's there's a lot of words being said. You know, uh, this looks really WhatsApp this looks really saying, good. Yeah, come across things are going really well. You know, uh, I, I think it, it makes sense for for Lukic. I think it's a uh, Fulham at, at the moment in in terms of form this season. Fulham's a step up from Torino. I think he's probably mm. being told, you know, we're we're a chance to actually be playing in Europe here. And worst case scenario, you're going to be in the Premier League again next season. Um, in in a team that's already based on the transfer we made last year and the transfers we're looking at. Uh, a team that's looking forward and looking to the future and is potentially going to be challenging for Europe next year as well. So I, I think it, it's a really good-looking deal, and I, I'm, I'm really hoping that gets over the line. And I think the Illich transfer that's about to be confirmed for Torino is going to be the the clincher for this to get this one over the line. And, and then the last one I want to talk about, Andre from Fluminense as well. Um, now, this is an interesting one. He's only 21 years old. He's played over 100 games for his club in Brazil, uh, I sent you guys a little showreel of some of his some of his abilities earlier. I don't know if you guys had a had a chance to look at it. Yeah, um, Fulham are wanting to buy him outright. Um, Fluminense have said we want to. Uh, well, firstly, Fulham offered for a loan for the rest of the season, and then to buy him at the end of that. Fluminense said we actually want to keep him, so we want you to loan him back to us, and then you can have him at the start of next season. But I think. Based on the the missing piece at the moment for us is that central defensive midfield spot. I can't imagine we're going to sign someone and then not have him for the rest of the season. Sam, your thoughts on bringing in someone quite young like that to probably not start in the team, but at least be around the squad? Yeah. Controversially, I'm a little bit more hesitant around younger players, especially in the Premier League. Hi, Steve Reynolds. Glad to have you here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like with the Premier League, you do need a bit more established players. You need some kind of bigger boys because it can it can go it can go well in uh, sides like Liverpool, Arsenal that have really serious grounding. I'm not sure if we have enough grounding to really, yeah. I have no, I have no doubt he's he'd probably be an excellent player, and um, yeah, Fulham's pretty fertile ground for younger players at the moment. But hmm. I'm not sure. Um, look, I, I had a look at him, but no more than everyone's probably had a look at him in, in, in the West. Um, it looks interesting, but I'm just, I was sort of left wondering whether he's another Mooney's. Who could mm. be good, but just may not be able to step up the Premier yeah. League. I, I I know he's quite attacking. I've seen, uh, you know, some highlights of his goals and things like that. Um, and he looks he looks pretty slick. Don't know enough about him, 
if, if you signed Lukic, do you, would you need him as well? I don't know. The thing, um, the thing is, right, the thing is, like, slick feet and kind of, like, skill is impressive, but it's really not enough in, like, the Premier League. You need to have, like, intelligent vision and you kind of have to really be able to, like, play with, like, a very decent amount of pressure, which I do feel that younger players do kind of struggle with unless they have, like, the, a serious ego, which is great. But the whole, the whole trick to really smart um, recruitment is picking people from kind of fringe areas where other scouts can't make mm. make the judgment call as to whether they're going to step up, and then they do, mm. yeah. and and then you know you get them early enough where people would never back them, and you see something in them that can actually translate into the Premier League. Not a not yeah. an easy call to make, but when you get it right, it's gold. Mm. I was going to say, do have a I, pretty I'm, good track record. Andre is someone who uh, the way he plays reminds me very much of Bernardo Silva. Um, he's very, very good on the ball. He's got a really good pass on him. Quite a good finisher. I don't think he's going to be known for his goal scoring, but um, I, I think it's a bit harsh to say that you you can't get these young guys to come step up. We see young English guys stepping up in the Premier League all the time and, and making an impact. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd say... Someone like this who's coming, you know, you don't play over 100 games before you're 21 for a club in, you know, they're, that's, they're, they're winning trophies as well uh, without being mm. talented and starting in that team and keeping, you know, more experienced guys with Brazilian caps out of the team. So I, I think it's definitely worth a punt. On, the, on that point, though, Jack, English players going through, like, the system and the ranks is very different to completely relocating, going to a completely new country with a whole new set of like cultural norms it's it's a it's a lot for like young players i mean even Messi struggled when he went to like psg because that just uprooted his entire life and sometimes that can be quite a lot particularly for like the younger players is all i'm saying yeah maybe yeah uh, I, I, <laughs> look, I, I, I actually to, to inject some reality into this i my understanding was that the response was he's not for sale. Well, or maybe that's just a matter of dollars or, or pounds. He's incredibly highly rated. We came in with an offer, um, I think, 20, of, 20 million, wasn't it? Yeah, and they want 30, I think, for him. Um, he, he's incredibly highly rated. And, you know, you look at someone like a Richarlison who came across as well and performed mm, very quickly sure. right from the off. The, this is the kind of player that we're talking about who... who has the ability to win trophies in Brazil, you, you take chances on these guys and they don't always come off. But when you're being asked for that amount of money, and like we said, we do trust the Fulham, the Fulham way at the moment, our transfer policy, I, I think it's, it's quite an exciting one to keep an eye on because if that one works out, that, that could be a massive transfer for us. So pulling in a 21-year-old Brazilian who turns out to be a world beater and stays with us for five or six years... Oh, geez, it's exciting when stuff like that happens to your club. Oh yeah, totally. I, I, I'm loving the imagination, the imagination, and the and you know just the ambition at the moment to bring in that style mm. of player. You know, mm. it's, it's great, and and it's interesting. I mean, you know, go. On. I was going to say, looking at the go three ahead, transfers we've got up on the screen, and just seeing them, and and going, you know, these are three top-class players, well, two top-class players and one top-class potential talent. 
who, mm. who's, you know, being offered out for 30 million plus. But we're talking about Suarez, who's won the European Championship with Portugal. Lukic, who's got 30, 40 international caps under his belt and has been a starter in Serie A for a very long time now. The, these are not your John Mikel Seri, who you kind of hope is a great player at some point, and your Schurler, who's you know coming off the back of a good stint a while ago, but not quite the same player anymore. Ryan Bubble, who was great ten years before we signed him. The, these are guys at their sort of. You're peak. making you're making Tony Khan cry, Jack. Stop it. Hey, no, no, Tony's come into form. Yeah. <laughs> Tony took uh, a while. Tony took a while. You're, you're, you're just reading off his CV of achievements a couple of years ago. Uh, they're, they're not achievements. That's the problem. But anyway, <laughs> look, let's let's hey, move you know on from chance for chat. We've got a couple of uh, a, a couple of days left of the window, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. And I think after this Sunderland game, we I wouldn't be surprised if we had one, maybe two confirmed signings at that point. So we're going to move on to our little segment that Sammy's brought forward. Sam's split second snap. Sammy, walk yeah, us anybody in the chat, who, anybody in the chat who can come up with a better name for this, be my guest. Because yeah, it's <laughs> uh, okay. So okay, come into my world for a sec. Come into my world. Come into this narrative. Because what I'm going to do is, I know exactly. Get ready, buckle in. So what we're going to do is, I'm I'm going to give you guys a scenario that might seem like it's not related to Fulham, and then we're going to bring it back to Fulham. Okay. It's about, it starts with the cons. So this, is give you this is terrifying. This is terrifying. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Just, just, just ease in, just ease in guys. Okay. So it's just a simple, wh- who would you rather see it that way? But I'll give you some bonus points because at the end of the day, it's just a bit of fun. It's just for the listeners. It's just for, it's just for all of us here. So get ready. I know that your butts are really, really tight, but let's get ready. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the scenario, and then it's just a who would you rather given the scenario. Okay, have we have we have we all we all got it? Yep. You guys I'm look getting so. My Oscars. Yeah, I'm getting my Oscars music ready for you to to play you off stage. But yeah, go on. Okay, let's go, Sam. Let's okay. go. Let's go. So here's the scenario: Tony Khan, our lovable friend, is hosting a one night crossover event with AEW and Fulham. Now. He has selected you to pick your tag team partner to go for the tag team championships for one night only. So I am going to give you a would you rather of two players and you have to choose your tag team partner. You can give any reason that you want, but let's try and keep it quick fire. Bonus points if you can come up with a name for your team or bonus points if you can come up with an entrance theme. I want to hear, I want to hear how you go. All right. So with that in mind, Cabano or William? Ooh, I'm going Cabano. Jack? Well, yeah, Cabano without the Achilles injury. <laughs> I would take Cabano as well. He's got scrap. I'm going William. He, he seems <laughs> like he's intelligent. Okay. Solomon or Diop? David or Goliath? Diop. Uh, I don't know. I think Solomon could probably slip week, through. I, 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 I think me? Solomon Solomon's could slip like through the ropes. He's, he's, he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to use the Rey Mysterio uh, reference. No, I think okay. I think Sol- Solomon's probably tricky, and he could get a couple of you know little punches into the kidneys. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, Tosin 
Oh, Wilson. Uh, the Welsh are pretty rough. Uh, I'll take Wilson. You take Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I Wilson would get a glass out. Yeah. Time. <laughs> okay. bonus, bonus points yeah. for a team name yeah. or an entrance theme as well. No. All right, okay. I'll go toast and then I'll create a jump. All right, okay. Uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Mitrovic or Palina? Uh, I take Mitro just for the pure dirtiness of him. Uh, <laughs> good call from William Tosin. Longer Tosin, reach. Tosin, longer reach. That's great. That's um, great. No, I, I'd go Mitro. <laughs> I, I know Polina is a tough cookie, but Mitro's just got that little bit of dirty edge to him, and I love it. Mm. And I'd want street, that on my street, side. Street, street fighting edge. Low blows, brass fighting. knuckles, headbutts, all that stuff. I, I'm all about it. Yeah, Mitro for me. Okay, I'm going Polina, and our theme song would be Legs by ZZ Top because he's huge. Um, Leno or Kearney? Ooh. Uh, that, they, they, they'd both be stuck in the dressing room doing their hair. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Leno, Leno for me, though. He's got a barrel chest and his reactions are too good. All right, okay. Yeah, I think Love Tom it. Kearney, God bless him, I think he's really soft. Okay, you guys were ripping on this game so much, and I can see that you're having so much fun, so I'm not taking advice from any of you. All right, here. okay, here's where it starts to get fun. Rodak or Kazawa? Kazawa, he's straight. I think Kazawa would have a great... I think he'd have a great entrance, uh, and he'd have, like, a posse of people around him, and it would be it would be good entertainment. I'm not sure when it came down to the fight whether he'd have much. I think yeah. he's all show. Yeah, no, yeah. But sometimes sometimes a good entrance is all you need. It's all about the entertainment value. All right. I, I like where your head's at, though. Reed or BDR? Ooh. Reed. Never trust a ginger. You're just... No, I, I, I reckon Bobby'd have a knife. You're oh, ju no. you just... You, the stereotypes that are going on here is... Oh. I said oh, nothing about a, that. I just said Bobby... Angry little ginger man. I, I'm all about it. That's so funny. That's so funny. Okay. Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson or Kenny Tete? Tete. We all got Kenny Tete here. Yeah. He is tough as nails, that man. Yeah. We, we love Robinson, but like yeah. he's not. Bones he's not really are made of this. titanium. Yeah. <laughs> how does okay. he not get in? How do how his legs not get crunched? Has he got he's like shin pads? From, legs are made from, of titanium. From his toes to his thighs. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Will Will's Will's picked Reed just for the Rey Mysterio reason. I I I I love I love <laughs> people's minds when it comes to this stuff. Okay. Pereira or Reem? Are we thinking technical Reem. prowess or are we Ooh. thinking are we thinking intelligence and savvy? Oh uh, I, I I think you'd you take Reem on a night out with you. I think if he decided that he was on your team, you'd never give up. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, good call, Will. Good call, William. I'd feel safe. Jack, what you do in your spare time is none of my business. Uh, <laughs> Chalabar or Luke Harris? Have you seen Chalabar dive in? Yeah, Chalabar's pretty that tackle? Any, huh? any man, Any man who can come on and three minutes later get a red card has got some fire in his belly. Yeah, ch uh, my theme with Chalabar would be the funeral march. Just, just you're gonna die. 
And finally, and this one is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. And again, bonus points if you can come up with a theme song or a name. Anthony Knockart or AK-47? AK-47 is my boy. Ugh. I love that man. I'm so disappointed he don't, <laughs> doesn't play for Fulham anymore. I hate him every day of the week. He beat up Mitro. very funny. It's very funny. Yeah, that's funny. I beat up Mitro. No, never, never Knockart. I'm I'm um, I'm gonna pick Anthony Knockart and like our theme song would just be I don't know, just like wouldn't it be nice by like the Beach Boys or something like that? Just uh just like just let him have a go, you know? Get battered. Uh, it would be a, it would be a, it would be the Muppets intro uh tune. <laughs> just Menomina. Ah, well boys, well, that was the that yeah. was the segment. You had fun. You can't tell me you didn't because I saw it on your faces. I'll pay that. Yeah. It's um no, it was it was pretty good, Sammy. So look, Thank guys, you. let's wrap up there. It's our first live. Uh, I think it's gone pretty well so far. Um, thank you to everyone who's contributed. It's great to have William chucking in his comments throughout, and Steve as well. Um, we'll try and Thanks do this more often, Steve. and um, and post a few live videos. Uh, hopefully, it's a little bit more interesting. Um, and yeah, we we get to reach a few more Fulham fans. So, Sammy, oh, oh no. Dad, I'll start with you. Thanks for joining us. Well remembered, Jack. Well remembered. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Just a simple thank you. Good night. And Sam, overdo it. Thanks for having me. Oh, beautiful. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> uh, that is great. I love the chat. Keep uh, This comment section is great. I love all of you guys. I love Steve and I love William. You guys are great. You love yeah. everyone. I love everyone. I love everyone. These are my boys. Like it's working. It's great. Uh, people watch us. Why do you guys watch us? I love you for it. Keep on doing it. It's great. Okay, Sam. Thank you for that. And until next time, come on, you whites. <laughs>